Hey Palmetto Shores and welcome back to our small group resources. I hope that you all had a great Easter last week and were able to have a restful weekend and as we pick up our study today we're going to be back in John chapter 6 looking at verses 1 through 21 and uh, we'll also be starting a new book in our uh, book of the Bible in our Sunday morning worship and uh, we'll be looking at 2nd Peter. Um, so as we get into today's passage we're going to see just how Jesus um, in full human and divine form, teaches us about our reliance on him. And I'm not going to read the entire passage today all at once, but I'd like to pull a few key things out uh, that I see here. So picking up in verse 1 of chapter 6, I'm going to read through verse 9, and it says, After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him, because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then he, and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said to test him, for he, knew, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are we? But what are they for so many? So when you get faced with a situation in life and you have to make a decision that will directly affect other people or just others around you, um, what kind of process goes into your mind um, that you kind of default to? Uh, many of us are like Philip and Andrew here, where uh, we just look around and see what's around us to see how can we make something work or. Uh, we look at our current situation and we think there's no way this is going to work out with just the little bit that we have. And I'm just like that as well. Even though I know that God can take anything and make anything out of, you know, everything or everything out of anything, um, uh, he still is able to make everything work for his, for the glory of himself. And uh, I still try to do things in my own power. Um, I've had the chance to work for the church for long enough and I've coordinated enough meals at different events to see this idea of bread and fish being multiplied actually play out. Um, there are so many times that I've thought there's no way it's going to be enough, whether it's been actual food or resources or volunteers to make something come together and work. Uh, but God is quick to remind me that it's not about my understanding of works or how things go on, but that he will take care of whatever it is. Um, so it never seems to fail that uh, God pieces things together to work out just the way he wants them to, um, despite the way I perceive them to happen or want them to happen. Uh, for his, If it's for his glory, he's going to make it work. And Andrew and Philip here got to witness uh, Jesus reveal himself as his divine nature um, in multiplying those loaves and bread and uh, the loaves of bread and the fish and even got to see him provide even more um, than enough. So what's interesting is when we get to verse 15, it says, Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him and force him to be king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. So they were about to take Jesus and make him king, which sounds great, right? Uh, it's like the people actually understood and were ready to serve him fully, but Jesus' reaction was to retreat. Um, his time hadn't come yet, and his purpose wasn't to come and overthrow Rome like you know the people thought that he might would. Um, but instead, he still had other things he had to do, and um, so he withdrew in order to prevent the crowds from taking over. So 
while we think of what we think of now of Jesus as king, um, we look back and say, you know, we have King Jesus. Um, his kingship wasn't to be fil- to be fulfilled yet because God had something even greater for them to come. And we just finished celebrating that last weekend on Easter, that Jesus is the king over death. He's over life. He's over all things. Not just a, temp- not a temporal blip in time to overthrow some worldly power, but that he would assume the reign over all things at a certain time. So something greater than we or anybody could ever imagine or grasp is what God had in mind with that. And in this last piece of scripture we're going to look at today, in verses 16 to 21, it says, When evening came, the disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat, and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. So as Jesus was letting the crowds disperse, he hid himself to prevent anything from happening prematurely. Uh, disciples headed out on the boat and got caught in a storm. And we see this documented in other gospels as well. And they were already pretty far out, it says three to four miles, fighting a storm at night, getting fatigued and frightened. Um, but when Jesus approaches the boat, he offers the best consoling statement we could ever hear is that it is I do not be afraid. And immediately they arrived to where they're going. And Jesus alone is the comforter and the sustainer um, for us. That when Jesus says, do not be afraid, we can trust him because we know that he has the authority over all things. He doesn't make mistakes and he doesn't just forget about things. Um, when Jesus arrives into your life and he says, it is I, we know that his saving power will not come back void and that there is no thing in this world to fear as long as we have him um, in our life. So. Uh, I'm going to leave it here and let y'all kind of dive deeper into this text, but I hope y'all have a great study and look forward to continuing uh, through studying this book of John. And now we'll be looking at Second Peter as well. So um, I hope y'all have a great study and we'll talk to you next time.